So I thought uh, we could introduce uh, our favorite topic here, which has been recommended by Shamvi Quatra here. Why me? So obviously, you know, I had a little thought here and I pinned down a couple of thoughts here that spoke about, you know, who happy people are and why in the past has happiness been much more in abundance and why happiness now is, um, you know, just coming in little spurts. So I, I personally felt going back in life that, you know, people built a better social fabric. Uh, a social fabric in a true sense, it wasn't, uh, you know, based on brands and it wasn't based on lovely homes. It was just acceptability of a person in general. And people stayed more connected with family, with friends, with neighbors. Uh, today we have neighbors who we, we are not friendly with. We were more present with places of worship. Uh, we were more connected with communities, with fraternities, with clubs. Uh, today people go to the clubs, they're only socializing with the people that they know. But they're not going out of the way to pass a smile to someone so that you can now start interacting with them. You could have passed out from the best of the universities, but are you part of the fraternities? Are you contributing to those fraternities? Are, are those fraternities a part of your life? So this was one of the thoughts that I had. But Mama, as we uh, talk about today time, I think people are so self-consumed these days. Hmm. So keeping that in mind, how are we even supposed to break that stereotype and go and talk to people? Because even if I pass a smile to someone, if the other person does not pass it back or does not smile back at me, it's very difficult for us to take it forward. Probably that's also taken as a, another form of rejection that why is the other person not responding to me the way I want them? Hmm. So that's also one concern. And in this time, to be social has a very different meaning altogether. Like if I talk about that in, our, in the older generation, I've just seen my parents. Their idea of socializing is sitting, talking. Here the idea of socializing is going out where we are all, everybody is checking out any, everybody else. Yeah. And they're trying to judge people, oh, what are you wearing? What are you not wearing? Not just clothes, even when it comes to cars, even when it comes to how they're standing, how they're talking, each and everything's kept in mind. So people have become very self-conscious. So how to break that thing once, like if I smile at someone and the person is not responding what do i do that see um very true simmer what you're saying that uh, you know people are evaluating one another's brands their clothes their you know their fragrances their makeup their everything which is just the exterior it's all materialistically based but what we are forgetting is that in days gone by why people were very happy within their little worlds or their big worlds irrespective of whether they were poor or rich that firstly all the kids um, you know played together okay that's how it started that all kids played together they could be uh, children of servants or staff working in the house or they could be very rich people there was no disparity so everybody was playing and they were automatically interpersonal skills that were developed yes. Playing were not board games, but they were physical games. So if somebody got stuck climbing a tree, there were 10 others to help him. Yeah. So the essence of wanting to help others as a team uh, was very important. And that became very inherent. 
today those qualities are no longer there you know that uh, you're looking at people for their value for money their clothes etc and second is you're not uh, contribution and helping is not part of socializing they feel that if we do it we'll be taken for granted so when we take out these two basic essence from your interaction with neighbors with family with friends with society with fraternities and you come with the agenda that what can i get out of this so it's all about me it's not about us any longer that's true and that comes to the crux of the problem the other area is why should i communicate with anyone because i'm superior yeah. others should communicate to me i shouldn't go out of my way to communicate and if they don't want to i have social media to keep me occupied so all these fraternities all these clubs they've been replaced with the social media so irrespective of whether you're waiting outside a doctor's office or you're sitting in a train going back home or you're sitting in planes you don't want to talk to other people it's all about you and the social media so obviously it le- leads to a very self-centric approach that is very true as you say that you know there are very few people who are genuinely happy from within for others also when we say it's a happy individual it's not just for yeah. themselves but for others when you when you don't feel happy for when somebody else achieves something it's more of a competition now and people want to actually be like there's there's a lot of envy like people are envious of others and te- that as somewhere feel that makes them feel more or i want to cover a little stats here yes. simmer on what you're saying you know i checked on a study that the material wealth uh, you know counts for only a small part of the kitty of happiness so if you go back to 1960 and i checked the stats that the happiness quotient was 8.5 out of 10 in 1960 whereas people had no brands they had less of everything less of money less of whatever facilities fast forward this to 2021 or 2020 the happiness quotient from the same study has come down to 4.5 out of 10 but people have a lot of better things today they have brands they have cars they have luxuries they have acs they have everything that money can buy then why has the quotient come down because even in our you know spiritual books or our psychology books it says materialism not only takes away the happiness it takes away reality from your life so it's very important to come close to reality which is important now another point which i think is important is developing healthy coping strategies you know so uh, we all face uh, difficult times in life uh, we could have traumatic incidences we could have challenging life uh, events there could be deaths there could be lack of money there could be so many areas but our thing is lucky are the people who have a support system but a lot of people don't today have a support system so what happens is that we have to look at life so people who've gone through downs of life if they were positive now think positively about life because the negative people after going through negativity start thinking negative the positive people 
start thinking positive about life. And they're more well prepared because there's a learning. Exactly. But a lot of people say, oh my God, why me? That's the question. Why yeah. me? Why did it happen to me? But they're not understanding that out of the bad experience, what experience has come out what has a teaching. Yeah. You know, has a learning which is important. I would like to quote something. So yesterday I met someone and hmm. he's a 42 year old man and he lost his father when he was 10 years old. Hmm. And the way he put the perception out, he said, I could have taken it as a very bad uh, experience in my life. I could sit down at my place and be like, why did this happen to me yesterday itself? And he was like, I should have been like, I, if my father would have been there, I would have been, I would have had a better life. I would have the luxuries and everything. He said, I took it as a, like a positive perception. I took it as okay, challenge. challenge for me. I will move forward with it. And I took life as it came to me. And I keep telling this to my mother also who lost her husband. The way he said it, it sounded I know it's a very big loss for anyone when they leave, when they lose a partner or a father, but how you take it, how you take it as a challenge, how you move forward with it is very important. So and he doesn't turn, he didn't turn around and say, why me? Yeah, he didn't blame the God or the world for it. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, what can I make the best out of this situation? Exactly. So he landed up. Another thing is, you know, people, I think today with mind, body and soul, uh, have stopped taking care of themselves. They take care of themselves physically, like they go to the gyms, they work out, they do weight training, they do interval trainings, they do all kinds of uh, strength training exercises etc but where is the mind the body and the soul fitness which is also very important because that leads to a very positive um, aspect of life when you look at life um, in a different uh, you know uh, thing because a lot of bad things or good things happen they just go over your head you don't need whiskey uh, to get an all-time high it's an all-time high That's actually true. so um, and I've seen people nowadays, like I've seen so many when it comes to our generation who open up only when they are high. Their real personalities are very different than their, uh, you know, high self. So when they're sitting right now, like they would not utter a word, they'll be all quiet sitting quietly. But at the moment, there's two glasses of alcohol or any kind of drug mm. intoxicated in the body. Mm. They, they have a totally different personality. They become interactive, they become extroverts, they start dancing. So I sometimes feel that that personality should also be out without taking these drugs or these alcohol. So the very fact that you need something to numb your senses to be able to perform exactly. what you're not is the reason why, you know, they're taking the intoxicants for the first uh, for, for the very reason. Yeah. But you know, how many people sit down and they talk about sacrifices uh, for other people? Uh, nobody says, it's all about me, what can I get out of it? But how about, what can I do for other people? It can't be, I want, I want, I want. It's, I give, I give, I give as well. So all these things, uh, you know, there were a few of these thoughts that why me? And all these accumulate to, um, you know, knowing what to do. Uh, Simmer, you asked this question <coughs> that if I smile at somebody and somebody doesn't want to smile back, then obviously um, the answer is very clear that uh, somebody doesn't want to socialize with you, so doesn't want to interact with you. So if we can't let small, small things um, affect us, um, 
I know you are a very social person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you're going out and you're socializing and you let little things go uh, beyond uh, whatever happens. But um, generally, it depends on which society you're dealing with, because uh, the more educated the society, sometimes uh, they can be more stuck up. Sometimes people who are less educated may be more friendly. We don't know. But we definitely know that humble, to be humble, is when you have less materialism in you. Because the moment you get everything, you become very arrogant. True. And that's what's happened to us here. Why are people not arrogant in other parts of the world? Why are they arrogant here? Because we suddenly have become rich. And we didn't know how to move from there to the richness. So we felt that it was all about the materialistic world, but it wasn't transporting people with you from one shore to the other. And so you move alone. And that leads to overthinking that where do you think you went wrong? You answered it very well, the question I asked right now. Mom, I had a question. Yeah. So when we say be ambitious, yeah. so it is opposite to being humble. And nowadays people do tell us to be more ambitious, to like it's a rat race. Yeah. And people may be afraid to, you know, be back at that race. And being humble for some people may be being back at that race. Yeah. So how to keep up with the race and be humble at the same time? I think very good question. When we say humble, we say uh, live your dreams, go out and achieve. Uh, we're not saying that you should be laid back, but you should go and be ambitious. But the answer is that at the end of achieving all this, who are the people who were journeying with you and have reached the success point with you because when you reach success and you have nobody to share it with then it's very irrelevant so you could be humble you could what are the qualities of being humble kindness caring compassion empathy tolerance so automatically what happens is these are things that create you as a leader so this being humble support you but what we're saying is that we mistake being ambitious with putting down other people and then achieving our targets. And that's not done. It's all about team building. And one of the main aspects of this entire thing is gratitude. You know, contentment, satisfaction, and being thankful to people around you who supported you. Today we run a finishing academy here. It can't be just Priya Warwick. It is a culmination of the entire faculty that has contributed for the last 30 years to create this name today. We are all here and there is a learning from our students as well. Many times they tell us, you didn't cover this. So that is a learning. Let's add this on. You know, so it became a pile up. But if we have just an unrealistic goal of achieving and being ambitious, and not being humble, you will never reach the top. And I believe there are many people, I guess the great leaders, they are ambitious as well as humble. Absolutely. So, these two traits can go together very well. Absolutely, which is wonderful. So great, I think that was a good session and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you.